there, my little geeklings, and welcome to another episode of Two Geeks Talk Movies. I am your host, John, with me as always is my co-host, Joe. Hey. So, how are you then? Can't complain. Yeah, I could, but there's no one to listen, so I'm yeah, okay. Exactly. Good though. Yes, yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Anyway, tonight we are looking at the earliest horror movie, or oh, sorry, one of the earliest horror movies ever, 1922's Nosferatu. The first time I introduced to a vampire on screen. Mm. So, what do you know about this movie, by the way? Um, I know that it had blatant rip-off of Dracula and that mm, the guy who directed it, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm going to butcher it. Is it Manra? Whoever his name is. He got sued something rotten by um Docker wife when it was released. Mm, no, it's actually the state. It was Bram Stoker's estate. Yeah, yeah this is loose, uh, loosely based my arse. It's based <laughs> on Dracula by Bram Stoker. Stoker. If you handed this in as any sort of exam or that for a university or a college, you could dumb with plagiarism like face yes. it. Yeah, she sued and successfully won to get all mm. the original prints destroyed, apart yeah. from this one work print, I believe it was, that's managed to survive and it survived 100 years later, so... Hmm. Yeah, only by sheer, sheer luck did it survive. Was it not Was it not eventually found in America? I have no idea where it actually came from, to be honest. I mean, I just know it was a very loose work print, mm. and this is how we have it 100 years later, but in my estimate, yeah. they should have destroyed that and all, because, frankly, this movie's not off the time. I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't like this movie. Do you, you know? know? No, I've see, seen this. see, I, I really, I, I really like this movie. Okay, I don't like the fact that it's ripping off Dracula. I, I love Dracula, so I do. In fact, Bram Stoker's book is a lot better to read than any adaptation I've ever watched in my life. Um, hmm. But so I don't like the fact that it's blatantly ripping it off. But for what it is, it's a good standalone movie, I think. I- I mean, I've seen this thing several times, and each time I watch this thing, the more I dislike it. It's just piss fucking poor, frankly, and I don't like it at all. I mean, have you read the book? Have you read Dracula? I've read uh, Dracula, yeah. Yeah, I've tried reading that multiple times. I can't get past the first chapter. It's just so dry. It's such a boring book. I find it so. I've not actually finished that book. Have you not? So, I mean, it take. It's a while to get into, but once you get into it, it's pretty good read. Pretty scary in parts. Mm, yeah, I, guess I, can, I think I passed the first chapter. Mm. It's just too dry. It's like, mm, I don't like this. Um, so what was the first time you saw this thing then? Oh, God, I think I saw this in my... Actually, I think I was a child when I saw this. I think I was about eight or nine. God. I mean, I first saw this... Um, I can't remember the first time, but the one that sticks in my head the most is I saw it with a live orchestra. Mm. And played it live music for this thing, and wow. that was an experience. Like I say, unfortunately, it was marred by the shit film. Um, oh. And then I saw a, a so-called blue-toned version of this. Yeah, which is one of the original versions. Mm. And that was done with experimental live music, which was an experience. They wow. used handsaws and drills and vacuum Ooh. cleaners and what the fuck was that all about? Uh, and then I saw it with a hopscotch. And that was interesting. God, see, uh, that just sounds magical. And then I, I saw it with the supposed original soundtrack, which is nonsense, it's been lost decades ago. Mm. Um, and 
it's, every time I watch it, it's just like, uh, I even saw a shorter version than this. It was like an hour and 20 minutes version of this. And it was yellow toned. And it, it didn't work. When they cut it down, it's like, this doesn't work. I mean, mm. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen version where they've cut it and you just think, no, you need the whole of the movie to truly experience it. Like when they take, when they cut it down for me, I just feel like you're missing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Like I said, I even watched it on its 100th anniversary way back mm-hmm. in March this year. Mm-hmm. So mm, uh, with a brand new 4K, it's out. And i got to say, I'm still not impressed with this movie. You're I mean, still, uh, still for not doing it. All its right? hype of it that's been Dracula on screen for the first time, for all of this being the first vampire movie, the first true horror movie, this is dull, boring, and just drags. It's just mm. not for me. You know, yeah. it's just. Yeah. You know that that's a myth though. That wasn't the first uh, the first time we see uh, well, not the first vampire movie. Certainly not the first time we see anything related to Dracula on screen either. There was one out just before this in 1921 called what was it called Dracula's Death or the Dra- the day Dracula dies or something. It was like a you know hmm. a, a, a blank and you'll miss it thing, but it. It oh was. right, yeah, that's uh, a short. Yeah, I think it was in the mm-hmm. because It's a short, but mm-hmm. this is the first time we see Dracula on screen, full and feature sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, I know. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I've got. To, I mean, I don't get why this is so big. Like I said, I've seen this several times, and the more I watch it, the more it's doesn't work. It just fails as a movie. It's just. There's I wonder if it's it the feet. Oh, but for me, I think I'm more, yeah, I can appreciate how good, I mean, how, I'll, I'll say the word good loosely, good the acting is in this for the simple fact that they have to try and um, portray thought and feeling and whatever and almost make it look like they're speaking when they're not uttering a word. So you can watch it and be like, right, I kind of get the gist of what's going on here. Mm. Um so I can appreciate the acting for that, but there are parts where I had to rewind because I was like, are they meant to look like they are just growling at each other? Like, what the hell is going on? I mean, um, Hutter uh, and his wife, the one scene where they're meant to be embracing, and I could hold they were like sneering at each other. I was, I was like, ooh, surely that isn't the best take. Mm. Yeah, true. So let's get into this thing then. Uh, so just grab a stick and mm. we're going to go hunting. Mm. With the budget of unknown, this thing pulled in unknown. The cast, long dead. No, <laughs> seriously. Max Schreck, Gustav von Wangheim and Greta Schroeder. Directed by F.W. Manoru, I think I his name. The plot a German real estate agent is sent to Transylvania to meet with a count to buy an estate in Weisberg, Germany. Unbeknownst to the agent, the count is a vampire and slowly turns the agent mad. Sailing from Transylvania to Germany by boat, the vampire kills the crew of the boat and then quickly takes over the small German town. Setting his eyes on a real estate agent's wife, can he be stopped? Find out here. Or, as somebody put it on IMDb, an English real estate agent sells from Transylvania to, sorry, from London to Transylvania to sell a, an estate to someone in London. I'm going, no, it's not. 
You're thinking of Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm on so, uh, Dracula mm-hmm. mixed up with Nosferatu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's do the trivia. This was yes. banned in Sweden 19, until 1920, uh, 1972, rather. Yeah. This was banned for, was that, 50 years in uh-huh. Sweden? But excessive horror, I mean... Uh, really? Okay. Excessive boredom, more like than hell. <laughs> um, 85 years after filming, the castle still stood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it still stands to this day, but it still stood as of... 15 would years ago? Would that be 2000 and... Was that 15? Uh, 15, 5 or something like that. Anyway, one. Uh-huh. Um, all prints were supposed to be destroyed after the Bram Stoker's estate lawsuit. However, 100 years later, this one work print managed to survive somehow. Mm. Uh, and Count Orlock only blinked once in this entire movie. Yes. Which is kind of creepy. Uh, mm. The werewolf is actually a hyena. Clearly a hyena. Oh god, yeah, you can see it. Mm. This is set in 1838. Yep. So, mm-hmm. And Nosferatu is only on screen for a grand total of nine minutes and an almost two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, dear, oh dear. So let's just get into this then. So like many, many silent movies, this have an overture of to whet their appetites for what's to come. And I've got to say, this overture goes on for well too long as a full two and a half minute overture mm. which is completely unneeded because every certain movie I've seen only has maybe 90 second overture I mean yeah. it's ridiculous and excessive it's, it's just too much I've I felt for what type of movie I, I saw that it kind of needed it it kind of had to be there like for instance, this is a meant to be a vampire movie and especially when the movie starts everything um surrounding the vampire and the vampire himself move so slow so for everything mm. else to sort of drag out and be you know take as long as that then you know I kind of felt it was needed to blend in with the movie but I could have done without it personally I don't know I mean this is after the three minute overture up pops a title card or a description of a vampire a quote death bird that haunts so it hunts at midnight, haunts midnight, hunts at midnight and feeds on the blood of the living. Okay then. Well then. <laughs> I mean, other fact how they don't actually use the word vampire, they use the word death bird throughout this thing. And they use the uh-huh. word vampire once, I believe. Yeah, and so, it's asked in a question and a title card. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once the overture's over, we meet a real estate agent Hunter or Hutter, as it's mm-hmm. in some cases, but he's actually named Hunter. So, played by Gustav von Wanghelm. Yeah, I think that's his name. And his wife, Ellen, played by Greta Schroeder. Uh, she plays with her pussy cat on the um, on a window. So, I love that when she's playing with the cat on a window. So, I was going, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, is that I cat? was thinking there for a minute, you've been watching a different movie. I mean, I was thinking myself, is that cat still alive, do you think? No. Oh, no, that <laughs> Still sitting there, pining, going, where is she? Yeah, where's she going, the swing? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's sort of lovelorn and a bit of a wet soppy snow. I mean, he's picking wildflowers on her as he heads over, all skippity, happy, jumpy, and I'm going, you know, you're a bit soppy. You know, you're yeah. a bit weak. Look- 
they're playing on the whole Garden of Eden type of happiness before the the hell that you're going to be thrust into a bit too much for them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, his acting in this thing is way OTT. I mean, I get this is a silent movie and there's no sound, but his acting is just too large. I mean, I've seen multiple silent movies and I've not seen acting this large, this big, this expressive. Yeah, he's yeah, playing it too big, isn't he? You, that's what I meant when I said the scene where it looks like they're almost snarling at each other, but just they're playing it too big. I, I, I get it, it must have felt like a silent movie. It must have almost, and the way that he shot as well, it almost feels like a play, so it must have almost felt like they were performing in a play to, re, to re, you know, film it, I imagine, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, but so, I know, I know for something on stage you've got to play it slightly bigger than what you would. So I wonder, I wonder if it's that. I wonder if he was actually a stage actor at one point. I didn't, I didn't bother to look up. Yeah, I think the early silent film actors were all stage actors. Mm. They were all vaudeville actors, so they were playing for the back row sort of thing. So, so they hadn't quite mm. learned how to play for camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't until like the mid twenties when they started to actually mm-hmm. fine tune the stuff. I mean, like I say, the only other horror movie that was out before this that was big was the cabaret, Cabinet of Doctor... What the hell was that called? Kalahari. Ah, okay. I so, thought that was slightly after that. No, it was 1921. Wow. I think it was 1921. Wow. It was one of the two. Um, and there's another one called... Uh, what was that called? The Golem? Uh-huh. Which was a Jewish... Kind of horror film thing. Anyway, I think it was wow. 1921. Um, so yeah, so nobody was sort of fine tuning and stuff. It wasn't until the the late twenties where things were perfected. Um, ah, okay. So, so she takes the flowers off and then instantly starts berating and saying, "You killed these beautiful flowers just for me." I'm going, "You're an ungrateful bitch." Yeah. <laughs> I second some a vase with some sugar in the last for weeks. I mean, that's it. It's like God Almighty. And love the fact that when he's heading there, he bumps into his friend, Professor Von Shevers, um, uh-huh. played by Gustav Boltz. And he says to him, uh, not, what was it? What was it? He says to him something about not to take fate because fate will get you in the end. You can't outrun fate. Uh-huh. You're doomed to be fated. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, a simple good morning would have done it. Mm. Mm. That was very sensitive. I, I completely know where he's going. Good, good, what am I? Good, my good lads. If I was if your girlfriend, I know it's not nice. Well, by the way, you're doomed to die. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, hi, how are you? Well, you know. Jesus Christ. So up flashes a title card saying the real estate agent owner, Knock, who is played by Alexander uh, Granaker, what's his bloody name, wants him to sell a house to a count in Transylvania. I've got to say, this guy was like Shrek, you know, Shrek um, Scrooge. <laughs> he is the very definition of Scrooge, the, the, the sort of short, fat, balding guy with the miser look and yep. the infant for money sort of stuff. Yep, I'm glad I'm not the only one who picked up on that. Mm. And I've got down here, does he know that Count Orlok is an evil vampire? Is he in on this? See, I think he's in on it. I think he's like one of the familiar in a way because they have this you know the correspondence going on mm. 
that but only wait. the two of them seem to be able to understand. Yeah, that writing was what the fuck was that writing? I mean, it's like, mm. but when exactly would he have the chance to turn him? Because they haven't met at all, and I don't believe they actually meet in this thing. They don't so, like, meet. They don't meet in it, and yeah, we're led to believe they haven't met. But wants to say what we're led to believe and what's true isn't, you know. Mm, mm. I've done here. The music makes this guy look sinister as all hell, but it's all melodramatic and OTT, mm. and all mm. very dark and sinister. So I'm guessing he is in on this whole plot to to I don't know suck this young boy's blood or young person's blood. Yeah. So, it's almost like cookies of Yeah. That's why when I see that I was like he must be he must be one of the vampires familiar. He like just helping him seek out where he's gonna feed from next. Mm, mm. Because he immediately sends him to Transylvania saying go to Count Orgok. Mm. Or off even, um, and buy a huge house in town. The one across from you would do fine. I'm going. Okay, so you're deliberately setting him up to be the next victim. Yeah, and, he's and your wife. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, I go down here. It's actually Germany, not England. You fucking twat who wrote that IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other fact he goes. Don't worry about it. It's not my blood, sweat, and tears. It's your blood, sweat, and tears. Right. I'm going. Oh. Okay, that he's setting up to die, you idiots. I mean, red yeah, lag. exactly. That's the moment you'd be going. Well, I don't want to go. Mm. It's, I mean, I've got down here. The more blood you spill, the more money you make. I'm going. No, bye bye. That's it. <laughs> so he tells me to hurry to Transylvania. I'm going. Would it take um, at least eight weeks to get there? You uh, know? I would imagine so. Because it's horse-drawn carriage, therefore it would take a while to get from Germany to Transylvania. Oh, God, yeah. So off he goes to leave Ellen behind to go to the, quote, land of thieves and phantoms. I love that one. I mean, (laughs) take that, Transylvania. That's (laughs) it. You wonder if that's in the welcome notice. You know, you're now welcoming, you're now entering Transylvania, land of thieves and phantoms yeah it's like oh jesus christ to make his his fortune i'm going okay yet yeah, there's no money exchanged between count orlock or hunter or even um what's his name knock so mm. hmm yeah so he's in his bedroom packing his ball sack fucking rucksack the hell that thing is and she's worried that he will be distracted and i'm going why would he be distracted? I mean, I also got to hear that he's doomed because he's going to the land of thieves and phantoms. So, does she know he's fucked? <laughs> I mean, she, the, the rest that bit later on, they're almost, almost like a telepathic scene between her and Count Olaf. Uh, mm. Olaf, sorry, later on. So, I'm like, you know, you kind of wonder if she can send something's not quite right there because let's face it he's not exactly going to be surrounded by women later on semi-pretty women that could maybe try and turn his eye yeah that's very true that's very true i've done here why did he dump her with his best friend harding played by gh schneil and his sister ruth played by ruth lance lanceloth i think that's her name she's mm. 25 she can't deal with herself they say that she's panic stricken and she's got anxiety ridden I'm going, you're 25, love. Slap yourself in the face. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jesus. grow up. 
Det er ubehageligt. Så off he goes and over the day, a horse. <laughs> I was going up to God. I love the fact how he just takes the horse from the stable boy, just fucks off it. I'm going, you don't have to pay the stable uh, boy, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's like, you know, not even give him any sort of a tip, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that one. So, up flashes another title card saying he rode up and down dusty roads until he got to the Carpathian Mountains where the horses were spooked and refused to, to turn. Uh, red flag. <laughs> yep. I mean, if your horse doesn't want to go there, that's the moment you go. Do you know, I really don't need to be doing this with my life. I could do something else. Mm, yeah, yeah. I love the fact how he goes into a local inn where he meets the owner and they all go, you're going to camp. Sorry, you're going to Castle Blood, aren't you? It's got a death curse. You know, <laughs> like, oh, but he's heading and thinking, oh, this is bullshit. This is just peasant thinking. Yeah. I was going, you're an arsehole, mate. I mean, you'd still have to die. Yeah, I mean, one thing about a strange town, I trust the locals. <laughs> yeah, especially giving you bug eyes. So you've got a death curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love the fact he goes, make my dinner, you stupid wench. I'm going, you're a fucking arse. I mean, personally, I'd have made him wear it, speaking mm. to me like that, you know? Mm. And he goes, beware of the werewolf. I'm going, oh, yeah, werewolf. It's a fucking hyena. I mean, yeah, you can yeah. see the stripe. God almighty. Mm-hmm. So cue the day to night shot because this was shot during the day because apparently yeah. they couldn't film at night in the early 20s. So, mm. Mm. And a shot of the werewolf, which is clearly hyena. I mean, it's clearly hyena. As Hunter settles into the room where the, quote, werewolf hunts, scaring the town folk in the air. Now, the fact, all the old woman in there like, oh, it's a werewolf. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> I was going, oh, God, that's so <laughs> Um, and the, so he returns to bed as he reads about vampires. And I've got down here, why are you reading horror stories before we go to bed? Like reading there then? Yeah, I mean, better flash forward in there then. But we know he's doomed the minute he starts laughing and throws the book across the room. You're like, yeah. right, that's you. Send your own death warrant there. Mm-hmm. And we, we, uh, again. here we learn more about vampires. Their need for blood. Mm-hmm. As the hatred of good and sunlight. And that's the first time we see the word vampire, isn't it? A little book thing. Yep. Because there's a title card flashing up that says vampires are, are needy for blood, blah, 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 blah. And I was going, you already said that at the beginning of the movie, so why you say, oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. So next morning, bright and early, Hunter is awakened by the sun. So he has his long travels continue up the mountain pass. He does until the camera refused to go across the the sort of boundary sort of thing. I'm going, what's so special about this little bridge? Yeah. And the cabbie says, I'm not going any more than across this bridge, so you're fucked in. As Hunter's dropped off, always be but picked then, up. It's almost like in any Dracula in the book and in any, any Dracula adaptation, the coach always only goes so far before... They almost get like an invisible boundary and they go, well, over there's the vampire hunting ground. We're not going over there. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Because I've down here, only to be picked up by Count Orlock, played by Max Shrek. And mm. boom, an icon is born, you know. Mm. Did you notice the uh, coach that Count Orlock um, turns up in? It's called the, oh God, I'm going to butcher this. It's called an Impusa. Im- 
which is the in Greek mythology a shape a shape shifting phantom that preys on young men for seduction, food, and in some version, blood. Mm, okay then. I, I Quite ironic here. that you know put him up. Yeah, I got down here. This is the first and only time we see Count Orlock blink. Yeah. As he has the world's fastest stagecoach. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what was, was that? Fast, it sped up fucking. No, they. Oh, I was just watching something that explained how they did that, and it was like some sort of crank mechanism on the camera. They speeded it up, and it made it look so that was going at normal speed, and they speeded it up while recording it or something, and it made it look like it was going a lot faster, mm. like a very early, early form of stop motion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So off they go to the castle. In the stagecoach with the world's fastest bloody Transylvanian horses. <laughs> and I'm going, what the fuck? I'm also, Jesus Christ. I love the fact how uh, Count Orlock is wearing a disguise because how would he know what Count Orlock looks like? Yeah. <laughs> so I um, mean, I, you always find that though in uh, any adaptation of Dracula. Dracula always disguised the first time. It was like, why? Wow, he's never seen you before. Mm. He's not going to go, hold on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once they get to the castle, the horse-drawn cart fucks off immediately. I'm like, Joe, what's my fucking road runner? You know? so, yeah. <laughs> like, you're on your own, bye. Uh, as the Count greets Hunter, uh, creepy as fuck, tall, mm. thin, crooked nose, long fingernails, and cold, dead eyes. This isn't my ex, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> So it's midnight, time to feast. As the Count shows uh, Hunter inside, I love the fact there's a big spread of food lying there. I'm going, I thought none of the the servants were available. Where did all the food come from? Yeah. But then they always always, uh, depict Dracula with some sort of, or any vampire with some sort of almost supernatural ability to conjure as well. Mm. So I was like, so where does the magic come into it? Oh, I have no idea. You know. So the Count is reading over the legal papers for the estate back in Weisberg as Hunter feasts on food, which I was thinking, shouldn't they be like, maybe the next day he goes to that table and he finds out the food was has, was called with maggots and worms and such, you know? I mean, that'd be a nice twist. Um, but he cuts his thumb opened because he stupidly holds the, the bread cuts a weird angle and he slices his thumb and I'm going yep. yeah but you deserve that <laughs> fucking idiot he does that he done that thing we're all taught when we're, le- when we're learning how to use a knife and fork he cut towards himself with a knife rather than away yeah idiot and so into- he starts to ooze precious blood mm-hmm. as the count is pretty much fucking salivating as he sucks the wound and I'm going you're definitely my ex I mean hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, he would suck the fucking soul of, of young twinks. You know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so creep all the fuck- back to your previous set life, honestly. Oh dear God. Anyway, so creep the fuck out. Hunter recoils in sheer terror as the count tells him to stay the night. He'll be fine. Uh, run. <laughs> yeah, creepy old man trying to suck your fingers already. Wanting you to stay. That's the moment you leave. Yes, a creepy old man trying to suck the, the, the precious lifeblood of a 25-year-old. Run. Mm. 
Dear God. So morning hits and the count is long gone. However, Hunter finds he has a bite mark on his neck and thinks nothing of it. He thinks it's an insect bite. As he goes back to feast on mother the food, I'm going, what if it'd be off? It's been lying there all night, you know? Yeah, it'd be at least, you know, turning a little bit funky. Mm. And God knows how long it's been sitting there for. And I'm yeah. going, mm, mm. So Hunter then walks around the castle's ground and he writes to his wife, not to worry about him, he's fine. He'll be gone a little bit longer than he foretold. Not to worry about him at all. So the letter is then posted, and by posted, I mean he waves down a passing man and goes, could you post this for me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, so weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks later, she might get this letter, if it's delivered at all. Because it's yeah. some random guy, he goes, here, post this. What, no money for posting it, you know what I mean? Exactly. God almighty. I love the fact how he goes, these pesky mosquitoes are such a pain. I'm going, yeah, what have you seen mosquitoes bite back to back? Mm. neck. And I'm going, later on you see Orlok's teeth and they are rat teeth. How the fuck does he have the sort of classic vampire fangs? If he's got... oh, never mind. Mm. Oh, I have no idea. So the sun sets and the Count is stirred from his sleep. Uh, as he scours the papers yet again, um, a picture of Hunter's wife falls out of the bag, and boom, the count is in love because reasons. I mean, who knows? He quickly then signs the deeds, and the house is directly across from Hunter, so he's fucked in. Yep. So night suddenly hits as Hunter reads more about vampires and I'm going, really? It says something about, it uses their nails not teeth to draw blood as it just laps up the blood so that explains why he's got rat teeth in and not fangs uh-huh. as he laps up blood uh-huh. okay then. it then strikes midnight as Hunter spots Count just staring up across the hallway yeah, fuck that, that's definitely my ex by the way <laughs> <laughs> Stake the fucker, get the cross out, and Gallic all around the place. Get the fuck out of that, that place. Mm. So Hunter is completely terrified as the Count enters the room. So what does he do? Hides under the covers, because that's a great idea there. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, you know, he, six? Almost like a child hiding under the bed. Like, yeah, because they can't get you under there. Yeah, I'm going... Oh my god, this is why I don't like this movie, because he is such a fucking idiot. There's red flags everywhere, he should completely ignore them. I'll be fine, you know. Um, these are not bite ones, this is two mosquito bites. Yeah, yeah, it's mosquito bites, you know. I'm not creeped out with this creepy old guy who sucked the blood off my thumb. Um, I'm fine. No, run. You know, for <laughs> idiot. So meanwhile, back in Germany, Ellen is hypnotised by the Count to go outside. I'm going, what's happening here? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Since when did Dracula have the power to hypnotise somebody from hundreds of miles away? Yeah, I've never I've never known that in any adaptation before, so that was a bit. Mm, mm. So then Harding thinks she's doing nothing but sleepwalking. He then saves her from the ledge of the bedroom as he gets a doctor, she awakens from a nightmare, knowing the hunter is in danger. As the Count 
uh, has his shadow choking um, and touching, feeling all over Hunter. I'm going, yeah, this is definitely, I'm getting gay vibes from this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the creepy old man lusting after the young nobile flesh. I'm mm-hmm. getting gay vibes, you know. Definitely. Mm. So Dr. Chase thinks she's a typical woman and says it's anxiety. Have a, I've got a call in the morning, love. You know? <laughs> well. I love that one. You go, oh, she's just a typical woman. It's just anxiety. It'll be fine. Nothing to worry about. Just, just slap her in the face a few times. And be fine. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God, it's so bad. Bit of a slap and a bit of cold water, you know, she'll snap out of it. Yeah, give her this shiny new vibrator. I'll shut her up. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy's got to have to crank it for her, but it's fine, you know. <laughs> um, and I've got down here, since when did uh, the Count have power... Uh, that can spread like like a virus sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a strange, you know, um, route to take. I know the I know when what his name month. Oh my god! What the director? Yes, him. <laughs> I'm just going to call him director. Um, when the director um, did this, I know he took some, shall we say, artistic license, so mm. it wasn't a complete copy and paste of uh, Stoker, Dracula, but, you know, some of the, the, the roots he took were a little too, um, too far out there that you sit and go, wait, what the fuck is going on? Mm. Why? Is that possible? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is one of the first times you see a vampire on film, so mm. if he was intelligent enough, he could have changed the entirety of the story, and this would have been the basis of all vampires. But he copied Dracula, which we had written, uh, what was it? Uh, was it a decade and a half earlier or somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dracula tw- was. 25 years earlier, right. Dracula came out. So, hmm. Oh my god, so I've got down here, next day Hunter tries to leave, but he's too weak from bloodletting. However, he does find the Count in a coffin. Now, I don't know what's creepier here, finding the Count in a coffin, or the fact he sleeps with his eye opened. He <laughs> is definitely my ex, because my ex uh, is creeping the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, definitely sleeping with the eyes open, let's face it. God, uh, and I love the fact how he has rats as familiars. There's no, like, bats or or cat is a rat. I'm going. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So the sun goes down and instantly the count is awake. He uses his super speed to load up a cart as Hunter watches in total and utter amazement from the bedroom. I'm going. Um, run. Hmm. <laughs> So with that, he rips up the sheets as a rope and escapes from the bedroom window. Yeah, I've been there before me. (laughs) (laughs) So Count's coffin is then taken downriver to the sea as it's loaded into a ship. Why is he going by sea? Germany is landlocked. So why is he not going by road? Yeah, good point. I've got down here, it's 17 hours by car, 
from Germany to Transylvania, so why is he going by ship? It takes much longer. I have to go all the way around the bottom of Europe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is not very well thought through. No. I mean, it makes more sense in Dracula as he goes from Transylvania to England, but not Transylvania to Germany. So, uh, somebody fucked up. Mm. So, meanwhile, Hunter is recovering from his fall in a Catholic hospital as he has a fever for some reason. Where did the fever come from? Probably because he's been bitten by the vampire. Mm. Mm. So, up pops a title card saying Professor Van Helsing, oh sorry, Buer is looking into this and I've not got this Professor Buer guy's name, so fuck his name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, one of the Count's coffins are filled with dirt from his hometown. Uh Uh, He then uh, is loaded onto a ship as he's heading to Germany. So I'm going, he must have his own uh, home home dirt to stand on and sleep on in order to get his powers back, so that's news and all. No, that's in that's in every adaptation. Because mm, I know in the Hammer Dracula, uh, he has to have a coffin, which is made from wood, from the forest of where he's from, but not the actual dirt sort right. of thing. Whereas in even Stoker's version, it's got to be, he's got to sleep in a coffin that got dirt from his hometown at the bottom of it. Okay. I mean, I know in one of the later uh, Hammer Horrors, they put a, a, what was it, a, a, a rosary bead and another one they put in, uh, what's one of things, communion wafers, and it completely destroys his, his um, coffin sort of thing because it's been hollowed up. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> anyway, where <clears throat> it was anyway. Um, so the ship... People start dropping what flies until the captain is left. He then ties them to the ship's wheel as it heads to Germany. And one of the um, deckhands tries to smash one of the coffins that's full of rats. As I said, he's got rats for millions. So wouldn't you, I don't know, toss the coffins overboard? <laughs> I mean, yeah. common sense, yeah. Mm, mm. So well, in Germany, Nock goes completely insane saying, the master is coming, the master is coming. When was he possessed? When was he taken over? Uh, I I believe it happened way before the film takes place. And hmm. that's why he can send him coming. Hmm. So he's then put in the, the capable hands of Professor Seaver. As out of nowhere, Professor Buer, I've been here played by John Goff. Goff out, his fucking name. Learns about vampires from a Venus flytrap. Mm-hmm. Okay then, because that's the same thing, is it not? I mean, hmm. I mm-hmm. Meanwhile, down by the beach, waiting for Hunter's return, Ellen is going slowly insane. Now, I love the fact that the beach is covered with gravestones because that's where all the ships have sunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, that's very cheery. I was thinking about a beach by the, by the grave. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> She's going, oh, where for my lover? Oh, will he ever come back to me? I'm going, really love, I mean, God almighty. Mm. Meanwhile, Harding and his sister play croquet, loving life, as you do. I mean, <laughs> why not, yeah? Uh, the letter is finally delivered. It's weeks later, as down by the beach to go to give a heavily depressed Ellen the letter. 
it cheers her up very slightly, but then she runs off in panic because she's a typical woman, I'm guessing, as I said <laughs> earlier in this thing, you know. Oh, dear God. But what the hell is she wearing, by the way? She's wearing a, a black outfit. I'm going, he's still alive, as far as you know. Yeah, I was, I was a bit confused as to why she was in mourning already. There's not really any proof that he's dead. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just found this whole bit too melodramatic and too OTT mm. and just too much. Yeah. Okay. So weeks and weeks later, Hunter has fully recovered. He heads back home to save Ellen because he thinks she's in grave danger. I'm going, okay then. It took at least six weeks to get from Transylvania to Germany. And you're going to go there in a matter of days on one horse. Yeah, uh, like you've got no chance. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it was a fucking um, water horse. <laughs> I'm fucking certain he's already been bitten by the vampire. The vampire can now track him. Yeah, and control him. So the fact that he's then rushing home to his, you know, Eleanor, uh, leading the vampire straight to her, Mm. he would have been doing them more of a favour to stay away. Yeah, 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 it's ridiculous. So back at Nuthouse, Knock steals a newspaper that reads a plague is spreading across Europe from Transylvania, across the Black Sea. So he knows the master is coming. And he's going completely insane as he's eating flies and spiders and various bugs. And I'm going, Renfield, is that you? Hmm. <laughs> and I've got down here, days later, Hunter is back in his hometown. Bullshit on one horse that goes, I think it's 18 miles an hour. A horse goes at full, full speed. Is it? I couldn't tell you. It's between 15 and 18, I think it is. So, wow. bollocks, you made that in two days. No, absolutely not. And just as Hunter arrives at hometown, the ship that's carrying the Count uh, beaches itself as the Count rises from his grave. As his pets are taking over the ship, killing everything and everything in his, in his place. I don't hear an iconic moment is now born as Nosferatu pings out of the, <laughs> out of the, um, the coffin. And yep. super slow motion mode, of course. So, mm. Yeah, that, that scene that we all could never forget once we've seen the movie. Mm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fact how there's shots of the Count carrying his coffin around <laughs> the streets. I'm going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just casually. Must be a common occurrence. Yeah. They're just yeah. all out there, another one carrying the coffin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't get this, this but I'm going, it's broad... I was going to say broad daylight, it's not sort of midnight or thereabouts, and you're wandering the streets carrying this big gigantic coffin, going, la dee dee don't mind me, it's just my, my coffin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't mind my, my plague-filled rats, you know. So, that's hmm. it, that's it. I mean, do you think he could get away with going, don't mind me, I'm just the sole, the sole pole bearer at a funeral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I suppose it's supposed to show his super strength, as long as yeah. super speed and such, so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So Hunter and Ellen are now reunited. They both are safe. Nope. Yeah. As the Count sails up a river to his new home, directly across the river from Hunter and Ellen, as he sets up camp in a completely abandoned, trashed, um, what was that, a factory? Yeah, it looked like some sort of a factory. Mm. So the town elders are warned by the plague 
um, coming to their town by Harding. So they tell the town folk, it's lockdown. Triggered. It's very 2020. You know, mm. uh, the mayor unmasked brands the doors of the sick as the dead are taken out and burned, as you do. You know, why not? You know, I go down here. Why is he not wearing that weird crow mask sort of thing? The crow f- nose Blake. mask. Yeah, the plague doctor mask. Uh, but, mm. Mm, good point. But that not only, but that not only um, reserved for. I want to say just Britain, but was it not just Britain in other parts of Europe in the world then? Yeah, let's see, yeah, the plague doctor thing, I think, is that not an entire European thing, not just a British thing? See, I was quite confused. I'm not sure. I thought it, I always thought it was just, I want to say just Britain, but I'm sure it reached other parts of Europe as well. I'm just not sure which parts. Hmm, okay then. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I've got on here. This movie is very 2020, as the entire town is locked down. Mm. Oh, I've got on here. Wouldn't you be wearing a mask because if the dead bodies have been lying there, wouldn't it stink? So wouldn't you wear some sort of face covering? So, mm. um, so Ellen reads Hunter's books about vampires, and she knows the truth that Count Orlock, the creepy guy across the river, is a vampire somehow. Yeah, because you know. She must have read it in that book. Mm. She tells Hunter she sees the Count every night staring at her from across the river and she's petrified of this creepy old man. Yeah, think. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that night, as the streetlights are lit and then hung up, up pops a title card saying the whole town is gripped in fear of the plague. Also, who has brought this thing and who will stop this thing from spreading? Yeah, well, we know who brought it, Hunter, when he went rushing back. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it seems Harding's sister has it as she dies off screen, apparently. Uh, Ellen then watches from her bedroom window as the dead are carried off to be burned in multiple rows, which is very charming and also very 2020s, you know? I mean, mm. Very, yeah. She then reads more from the book about vampires that can be stopped by daylight. However, she must lure the Count to her room and then kill herself in order to kill him by sunlight in order uh-huh. to save the town, if not the world. So I'm going, where did this whole you have to sacrifice yourself in order to kill a vampire bit come from? Surely the whole stake to the heart, cross to the face sort of scenario thing would Would have done it. Mm. I have no idea where that bit came from, but that has the First ever time that we see a vampire being killed by direct sunlight. Before that, it's just meant, even in um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, it meant to be that sunlight just weakens them. Mm. But in the book, he's like the vampire walking about in broad daylight like it's nothing. He's just slightly weakened. But this is the first movie where it's obviously that you know, it can it's completely fatal to him. I take mm. it it's the director and the writer attempt at um, trying to distance herself as much as possible from Stoker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know in uh, the 1992 Dracula, um, Gary Oldman's Dracula has sunglasses on and uh-huh. he has a long coat, but he's perfectly fine wandering around in broad daylight, so I'm going, hmm, interesting. Mm, that mm. is. 
So, Nock escapes and the whole town hunts him down. And I love this, the, the scene with the, the attacking a scarecrow for a reason and completely demolish the scarecrow. Mm. I'm going, and I also think myself, there's no chance to help this fat old guy who can do what he was doing, fucking pretty much parkouring over the buildings. I'm going, what the fuck? <laughs> so, mm. so, Ellen is then left alone to fend off Count Orlock as Nock is quickly captured and shoved back in his prison cell. And I'm going, that was like a completely pointless 10 minute scene. Yeah. I thought it was ridiculous. So that night, all alone, Ellen is attacked by the Count. More iconic scenes as the Count slowly climbs the stairs to her bedroom. So, Kieran. You know. So this, this movie has got, what was that, four iconic scenes right off the yeah. bat? Uh huh. So. Once he feeds from her, he stupidly waits until the sun rises and then burns up the sunlight. Why would he just jump out the window and fly back or run back? Uh-huh. I mean, he's standing there going, I'm going to suck your blood. Then he goes, poof, literally poof. This is a pile of ash. I'm going, mm. how old are you? And you fell for this thing? Yeah, a bit. So the I think it meant to be that he's almost captivated by her, her beauty as well, so... Mm. I have no idea. Mm. So the vampire's dead. The town is saved. Ellen and Hunter are free. As she dies in his arms, credits roll. So, yeah. That was Nosferatu. I mean, mm. I have no idea what to say about this thing. Uh, dull, boring, overly long, way OTT. She wipes off the face of the planet correctly. I have no idea what else to say about this thing. What would you say about this thing? You're not going to like what I've got to say about this thing, but I thought this thing was a masterpiece considering it's a, a hundred years old. I mean, the the way that architecture is used in it to almost feel like her, her to is almost from the very beginning. It feels like a fly caught in a spider web. It's just fantastic. Um, you know, the... The 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 one scene where Dracula, sorry, not Dracula, Count Olak, shall we say, is on the ship and there's all the rigging behind him, and it is literally like a spider on its web stalking its prey. Um, the I mean the facial effects effect, they do look slightly comedic, but you know I'm gonna be generous. They are a hundred years old. I can imagine at the time they were slightly terrifying and I have to admit some of them do still stand the test of time you know um the let me see let me just let me see I like the whole the whole German expressionism um undercurrent of this movie you know with all its with all its um like weird species and angles and shapes and things and that whole gothic nature okay the acting i have but for me the only acting i liked was the vampire max who i'm not going to pronounce his Sunday. thank you um his is the only one for me that really stands out for i think he just played this part perfectly this for me gets some of the scariest scene in a movie I think I've ever seen it literally break the fourth wall when he after he after uh, 
the vampire had attacked her for the second time. He, you know, in the Eleanor senses it and sits up and they're going, oh, mad woman, just ignore her, she'll be fine. And that, and then it's like the vampire looks over his right shoulder, almost a heavy center and breaks the fourth wall. I was like, that's still saying a shiver. For me, I couldn't find a simple fault with it. Like, it's use of music, it's use of storytelling without saying anything. Just visually, it was a delight to watch him. Uh, and, you know, it, it can still surprise and shock and scare a little bit, you know, even now. I think it's worth the watch. Mm, I don't know, like I said, this just rubs up the wrong way. I just don't like this. It's just so up its own arse, in essence. It's just so boring and so full of itself. And so look at me. I'm the first vampire ever on film. Ah, uh, fuck off, frankly. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean it's, a bit, it's a bit pretentious, but, you know, um, I, I wonder if it's down to the, the nature of the film, like the vampire, every adaptation of Dracula, for example, he's always a bit pretentious and up himself. Mm. So I wonder if they've just carried that whole theme throughout the movie. Um, the only thing the only thing I don't agree with with this movie, again, it's totally plagiarism. Um, it's totally just, you know, almost copy and paste of Dracula, which I don't like because Dracula is one of my favourite horror character but mm. you know i can tell can tell a, um they do see imitation of her what is it they say imitation is basically her com- uh, yeah. yeah yeah the sincerest form of flattery so we'll put it down to that and not the fact yeah. that you know the writer and the director have just got no imagination i mean what annoys me the most about this movie is hutter or hunter is a complete wet squib mm. he is a completely useless character uh i don't like ellen she's such an olive oil she's such a weak-willed person who's completely useless she spends most of the time fucking staying at the sea going oh where's my where's my husband oh where for it might be my husband yeah so, i mean i i don't like uh, that that you know hutter is you know he's a complete Everyone had life today be a complete millennial, wouldn't he? Just be fucking not able to do anything, not able to stand up for himself. And I get it that if he's got to feel inferior within the person of the, of the vampire, but there's that and just being a very weak world man with no backbone and no sense of, you know, sticking mm. up for himself. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact too, at the start of this movie, he's such a cocky, arrogant dickhead. But mm. then he's such a wet squib. He's sitting, yeah. going, oh my God, I'm terrified of this, I'm terrified of that, and I'm going, yeah, mate, you know the undead exist. You know the vampires exist. Uh, and you somehow managed to teleport from Transylvania to Germany in two days. Hmm. Yeah. But... It's just so, at the end of the day, his wife slash fiance sacrifices herself to save the town. He's like, oh, what was me? Yeah. You've, I don't know, ran away a stake and stick the guy in the fucking heart, but nope. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it just annoys me, this movie. It's just so. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a sore ending because, again, she's the one doing this self sacrifice. Whereas, you know, shouldn't that be his job? I mm. mean, considering that he's sitting, that he, that he's set 
in the turn of the cent turn of the last century, sorry. So, you know, he should be the one doing the self sacrificing and she should be the one sitting going, Woe if me not, you know, her going on move it, I'll do it. Mm. Mm. Which is a very modern way of thinking. That's something women now would be like, oh, move out of it myself. Yeah, and I love the fact how uh, Harding's wife just dropped. Oh, she had the, she had the virus, dead. That's it. Yeah. You didn't see her on screen after that. She's just dead. Just I'm going, dead. that is lazy writing. I mean, mm. uh, God, she didn't even turn into a vampire. I was thinking, should she turn into a vampire? Should she be the, what was the character's name? Lucy in the book? Yeah, yeah, she should, but. For some reason, she's not. Um, I I read somewhere that she once said in an interview she described this whole scene where she was getting stalked by the the vampire, right? And uh, no one. Uh, so she described this whole scene that was apparently very scary for the actual actress to film, and like no one in any living, um, uh, no one in any form has ever seen this scene it's not in any old version so she's meant to be like running across a beach yet this scene has never existed on any version of the, of the film that that you know was yeah, around. Like, I, like I said this this version that we have today it was an incomplete work print mm. so god knows how much footage you're missing yeah good point so, good mm. point indeed yeah. I mean, because they have the whole Van Helsing stuff, that's just dropped. That's just dropped, but then again, so, that could be in the, shall we say, the uncut version that was lost to history. Yeah, yeah. Random fact for you, that castle we see at the very end, uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce the name of the castle, but uh, it's the famous, or shall I say, infamous um, for being the real-life resident and later home of, have you ever heard of the Hungarian county Elizabeth Bath, Bathroy? Yes. That's where that's where she lived and died and things. For you she know, used to, to bathe in virgin blood, and she would yeah. sacrifice virgins and such. And she was supposed to be an immortal vampire until yeah, she one want, day. She, she wanted to. Yep, yeah, she wanted. She was bricked up in a wall and left to that in a cell and left to die. Um, mm. so that is where she lived and died for real mm. um so and she's set to be one of bram stoker's original inspiration one of many um along with like vlad the impaler and everything else one mm. of the original um inspiration for dracula mm. interesting mm. also i read somewhere that allegedly max shrek was actually a real vampire um, yeah uh, I wonder if that's because it doesn't have name translate from German into English to mean something like death or something like that. I have no idea about that one. Although, have you watched uh, the 1979 Nosferatu? No. No. I watched it back in March and it is even more jumbled and confusing than this one is. It's yeah. just over the shot. I mean, cause, did, did you ever watch um, Shadow of a Vampire? Yes. I tried watching that and made it 10 minutes in and turned it off again. It's like, this is just terrible. Yeah, because but, it meant to depict the film, like, the film, it meant to predict, it meant to depict Nosferatu's production, 
but it's just so boring. I think I made it about half an hour in. I went forget it. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But I also read that on on the when they were promoting the film, the production or company like Piranha Film, they spent more money product promoting the film than what they did actually making it. In fact, the first ever screening was preceded by a brief stage show and a full costume ball mm. to promote this movie. Yes, I heard about the costume ball, but I don't know if, it was, if that was the first night. I knew it was a yeah, that was a on special the, night. That was on the that was on the the screening. So they had a stage, they had this a stage show and a full ball. It's like Jesus Christ. Mm, quite not mm. I mean, like I say, I've seen a few versions of, of Dracula and I've got to say the quote-unquote iconic 1933 Dracula does not hold up either. It what is one? not the 33 one, the yeah. famous one, uh-huh. the uh, Universal Horror one. It does not hold up either. No. I mean, it just so, I don't know, boring. So, Who's your favourite? What's been your favourite um, Dracula depiction then? I'm not sure. I mean, people say Christopher Lee, but uh, no, I don't like Christopher Lee's Dracula. That's very controversial right there. But mm. I'm not a great fan of Christopher Lee's Dracula. He's just all cape and fangs and nothing else. I mean, I'm not really a fan of Christopher Lee's work, to be honest. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, vampires are one of my go-to monsters. Mm. Yes, but as for Dracula himself, he just seems so stuck in in the goth. You know, stuck in the gothic and stuck in the the past. That even if you try to refresh it in stuff like Blade Trinity, which is a terrible movie, yeah, it still doesn't work. It's like no, Dracula's a concept is just pathetic. Stick to vampires and the undead. Mm. Um, I mean, try, try, I think that's why I like Dracula because he is so stuck in the past and stuck in the gothic era. Like, you know, we have the, I at least I have this version of vampire who being, you know, like almost like from that era that Dracula set in, not mm. from like modern day walking around in like a semi-detached house. You mm. do sort of think of the big, the big gothic inspired um the big gothic inspired castle with the flying buttresses and things and not like, you know, some yeah, suburban I mean, house. Did you ask me my favourite Dracula? Mm. I would say Gary Oldman's Dracula. Yeah. From 92. Uh, because, pretty, pretty good one. Mm. And also, yeah. somebody asked me years ago, um, do you like the modern vampire take? And this was back when Twilight first hit and I oh, said, God. no, these sparkling vampires should have been killed Stephanie Meyer should have been fucking shot in the face. So she should have, <laughs> I mean, what she's done to the vampires, and it has killed the vampires even to this day. Because when was the last vampire review? Oh, God, no. Um, God, no. But they, they're all highly sexualized now. And it's like, mm. um, they meant to be about vampire. Come on. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. But I mean, um, did you ever sh- see that BBC production they did of Dracula? It was only about two years ago. Yes, yes. It I like I liked that. With, apart from, I mean, Bella Lugosi is okay, and Henry Oldman has got to be one of my favourite from 1992. But that's got to be up there, like 
top three for me anyway. My favourite, you know, Dracula depiction. I really enjoyed that series. I mean, even that was overly sexualised. As he was, yeah. he was trying to shag yeah. nuns and shagging people, and it's like guys and the whole gay vibe stuff. And I was like, yeah. okay then. And then turning people up front and centre, it was it was too sexualised. I, mm. I thought. So, but they used the whole getting lured into the room. Um, by uh, like the descendant of the nun, played by the same actor, um, at the very end to kill him and kill the nun as well, because she died. Well, the the descendant of the nun is meant to be dying of cancer, and he can like taste it in her blood. So mm. between that and the sunlight coming in, is what mm. kills him, which is almost very similar to the end of this. Just lured mm, there by a relatively meant to be attractive woman. So who's your perfect vampire then, or perfect Dracula? Ah, oh, perfect one. I don't know. I mean, Gary Oldman has got to be one of the more convincing, shall we say. Mm. But, I mean, apart from Max Streck, I think um, Bella Lugosi's is the original. Mm. So there's still something quite good about that for me. Mm. I mean, but I think, the guy, the guy that played the one a couple of years ago, like just the the very, well, what was it, the very start, two thousand and twenty, on pretty yes. sure on the iPlayer. Can't remember the the man's name, but he was like pretty good. So it's got to be a toss up between Gary Oldman, Bella Lugosi, and him. Mm. I mean, I've seen a lot of people playing Dracula over the years, mm. and one of the worst ones has to be. Dominic Purcell. Oh god, yeah. As Drake, I was like, oh fuck off. Mm. Um, there's another one I watched fairly recently, and he was abysmal as Dracula. Um, what was it? Dracula Reborn. Oh and no. That movie is abysmal. Also, it's like Jesus, Jenkins is terrible. But yeah, yeah, and Underworld movies are hit and miss. Yeah, I don't like the end. When it comes to vampire movies, I only really, I, you know, they're all they're all a bit, just like you say, hit and miss, like Underworld or just aimed at tween, like mm. Twilight. So there's never a happy medium. I'm, I'm all like, fuck it, go back to Dracula. Like you know, you're getting with him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I can't not mention the guy that played him in Van Helsing. That terrible ah. fucking. Uh, what's his name? Hugh Jackman. And yeah. What the hell his name is? Uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, shit, I've got her name now. A chick from Underworld. <laughs> oh, um, yep, yeah, I can see her, but don't ask my name. Go on. Yeah, no, move, anyway, move on. So let's just score us out of five. Uh, one being Kate Beckinsale. There you go. She was gone. Hold on. No, no, move it. <clears throat> um, one being. A, Dog shit and five being solid gold. I'm going to give this thing a minus one out of five. So what I, would you give it? I'm giving it five out of five. I think it's ingenious. Oh dear God. Okay. <laughs> I think this is going to be one of the most controversial ones to date, I think. So, hmm. Mm, yeah. So I slagged off Nosferatu, I slagged off Christopher Lee, and I slagged off Dracula as, as a whole, and I also slagged off the Underworld movies, so apparently yeah. popular. So. You know, anyway. I'm just going to slag off um, Hexen, since, you know, you picked that one. Yeah, well, I don't care, because I know nothing of Hexen, so... Do you not? Uh, nope. I just looked up. You just uh, went, what one turns 100? Okay. Yeah, 
what one turned 100 and that was the other one so anyway thank you for listening don't forget to like share comment and subscribe and you can follow us on twitter at two geeks pod you can follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod and you can follow joe on twitter at two geeks joanne okay we also have instagram and facebook page two geeks talk movies and we also have a email address you can email us with suggestions or complaints to uh, two geeks talk movies at gmail.com now our next podcast as, as joe said is hexen the 1922 i think it's swedish mm-hmm. horror about um horny witches i think it is i have no doubt fuck the things about to be honest mm. <laughs> so this should be an experience and uh, if you ever get sent to Transylvania and meet this creepy old guy, run. <laughs> Bye.